spiritual slumber, it can cause a woman or a man to be stuck in the bondage of excess weight and the excess weight and struggling with health and feeling tired and sluggish and all the things that come with it can be contributing to spiritual slumber. Today we're talking about what spiritual slumber is, going over the nine functions of a fully alive spirit and how our health plays into this and what to do about it if we are spiritually slumbering. Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Fit Moms podcast, where we believe that you can go on a journey to lose weight for the last time. I know you've tried all the things and you may not believe me yet, but when you do weight loss the Kingdom Fit Moms way, everything changes. You're in the right place if weight is constantly on your mind, you're confused about food, you're missing out on memories, and maybe even putting your dreams off for another day because this weight struggle is no joke. We're a community and we're on a mission to invite God into this weight loss journey so you can shed the burden and shine your light. I want you to start living and believing in the version of yourself that heaven sees. Let's get started. So typically for my podcasts, I like to really sit and think about the details of it and how I can bless you guys and I plan it out. But today I am kind of doing this on a whim. So bear with me. Hopefully it still blesses you. I think it will. Um, And just kind of have a a frank conversation and um, maybe an enlightening conversation because this topic was really enlightening for me about spiritual slumber and how this can be such bondage. And when you start to learn how to unravel why you're stuck in spiritual slumber, you can feel so free. So this training, it comes from, so my husband and I, let me back up. We're in a a training through Freedom House Ministry. This is in the Chicagoland area. And their content comes through Elijah House. So basically, Freedom House Ministry, they have their own ministry. They teach what Elijah House teaches about prayer counseling and inner healing and really walking in fullness and wholeness and abundant life. So Cody and I are in our second year of training. And really, the whole premise is figuring out where it's basically tracing bad fruit back to the root and then going through a process of healing and restoring those bad roots. So most of it comes from childhood wounds and trauma and um, how, you know, how we're raised and all of these things. And then we go through a process of um, praying through that and understanding how to forgive and understanding where we've made vows and understanding um, where we're holding on to bitterness and all of that. So those are all it's a very broad overview of um, the type of healing that we're going through. But this topic specifically about spiritual slumber, it really struck me. And I think that it's very prevalent to our broader, you know, like the Western world in general, um, to churches, at least around churches that I have, um, you know, experienced, been a part of. And just our general um, existence on earth. So let me explain. And also, before I go into that, if if you're looking for more resources that you want to read, there's a book called God's Power to Change 
um, by John Lauren and Paula Sanford. And they talk a little bit more in this book about spiritual slumber. So I think it's helpful first to define spirit and soul just so that we're on the same page. So in this context, spirit is basically like that Hebrew word, ruach, it's like our inner being. It's it's a part of us that connects us to God. It returns to him after death. It's like what makes us alive, right? It's this spirit connection. And then our soul is what makes what makes you you, okay? So it's how the spirit expresses itself through your personality, through your emotions, your temperament, your will, um, what you are in the Enneagram, you know, all of those things. I'm just kidding. If you're not an Enneagram fan, don't, don't get offended here, but you get what I'm saying. It's like all the parts of you that make you uniquely you. And in a perfect world without sin, your soul would be able to be fully expressed without, um, you know, without hindrance. And, you know, as we know, Jesus, he, he was the glory of the glory of God fully alive is man, right? Man, man fully, fully expressing his soul can represent the glory, the glory of God. And Jesus was the only human who ever did this perfectly. Okay. And as we basically from the moment we're conceived, because we know there's now plenty of research that backs up that um, the way that the mom thinks and the, even the dad and the surrounding environment and what mom eats and how she moves and she stressed, like all those things start to make us who we are in the womb. And our spirit, ideally, if, if we had perfect parents, which none of us do, so you can just release yourself from, <laughs> from that goal of being a perfect parent too, if you're listening. None of us had perfect parents, but if we did, then our parents would f- allow us to fully express that spirit and allow us to um, just live out who we are fully designed to be, right? And this is done through play and laughter and also discipline in a godly way and touch and praise and words of affirmation and building character and um, developing a conscience, right? And really calling that child spirit into life. All of these things are part of what allows us to thrive as human beings with the spirit fully alive. There are scriptures, you know, like Psalm 22, 9, you made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. Um, fathers, they are designed, like in Ephesians 6, 4, um, bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So there's so much scripture, and I think we all can agree. Like our spirit is brought to life in our childhood. And if you're listening, you're like, yeah, I had um, an abusive parent or my parents split up or I was expected to be perfect or whatever that is. Like it really can crush your spirit, right? So today specifically, we're talking about spiritual slumber and how this happens. And I think it's it's really interesting to think about the accord, you know, the Sanfords who they have a rich history in teaching all sorts of healing, but they Um, have a a really good guide about nine functions of a spirit fully alive. And there are probably more than this, but I I just wanted to bring this up for all of us to consider and also consider at the end, we'll talk about how our health plays into this and kind of the type of healing that leads to ultimate weight loss and to stop struggling with this and really just the freedom that you desire and abundant living in so many areas of life. 
So a spiritual slumber is when that personal spirit that we talked about that is implanted in you from the moment you're conceived, it's not fully awakened or it falls asleep. Now, this happens again when a child starts to close their heart through, most of the time it's through inner vows as a child that I don't need love in all of its forms. Like I, I you know, maybe... Um, maybe you had a parent who never said, I love you, or, you know, never showed affection verbally. And so you make an inner vow saying, well, I'm just not going to receive love in that way. Or maybe you had a family where there was not any personal touch. And so you start, you start to create these vows as a child, like, well, I'm just not going to, I don't need hugs. Like I'm not a hugging person. Um, you know, physical touch isn't a part of that. And then eventually you start to see this play out in negative ways. So I just wanted to give you an idea of kind of how spiritual slumber can occur. So there's some sort of wounding that happens and out of that wounding, you start to promise yourself, even subconsciously, like I'm not going to need blank because I'm not receiving it in some way is the most common way that this happens. And so many people who have, are under spiritual slumber, and I am guilty of this too, so I'm, I'm telling you part of my own story here. They learn, they learn things like they don't want to be labeled as bad, and so they learn to perform their way through life, um, always being the one with the good grades, always being the one who is kind, always being the one who brings the good gift or whatever that is. Instead of um, just choosing to live at a heart level of all that they were created to be. So let's talk through the different ways that a personal spirit is fully alive. And then we're going to tie that into maybe your journey and how this, how your health really ties into this. So the first way that a spirit functions fully alive is through corporate worship. So most of you listening probably have a church home um, where you go and you worship and hopefully in those moments, you a, a spirit fully alive can sense the presence of God, right? And maybe it's, um, again, through your emotions, maybe there's a word that's pressed on your heart, maybe, um, you know, certain scripture makes you think of somebody in that moment, maybe it's just like connecting to the fact that Uh, Like we have this creator who is so amazing and so incredible and it just leads you to, you know, like get on your knees or get on the floor and just like be in awe of who he is. Now, a slumbering spirit would maybe believe that God is present, but they wouldn't be able to fully experience that. Um, Maybe they, they love the ideas of worship, but it hasn't become an experience to them. The next one is being able to experience the spirit in fullness through personal devotion time. So I have been in seasons where I have been in a spiritual slumber with this, where I feel like I just sit there and um, I struggle to like really connect to the spirit in those moments. But a truly awakened spirit, it feel um, he or she feels god's love and presence and is inspired by the word of god maybe you've been in seasons where you're like um this bible reading is so boring and i get it like there are parts of the bible that are hard to read 
But in general, like if you feel like devotions are running dry, then this might be something that you need to consider breaking off and really healing from in the spiritual slumber. And I just think about how I, I just wonder now, this is probably a little more on the prayer side, but Jesus, like he went away to be with his heavenly father in private devotion to him. And I mean, wouldn't you just love to be a fly on the wall, just seeing what exactly Jesus did in those moments and how, I mean, he was again, the most fully alive human that ever lived. And so you just have to wonder like, what was he doing in that devotional time and how did he connect to the Lord? Um, and so I think we can continue to, um, strive to grow more and more in this area and to just never be complacent and say like, oh, I've got this area figured out. There is always more to discover here. The next function of the per- personal spirit is listening for revelation from God. So this can tie into what I just said as well. None of these are, you know, black and white and are all separated from each other. But um, I know for me, when I am really connected and walking um, just really, really close to Jesus and where I feel like, Lord, I hear you, I'm, I'm walking in that fullness, I have a lot of dreams. And there are seasons of my life when I have been in a spiritual slumber um, where I haven't had as many. And so being fully awakened and fully alive here, you may see visions, hear God um, in different ways. Maybe it's through um, just being sympathetic to the people around you. So there are lots of different ways to um, be alive to hearing from God. And if, if you're walking in spiritual slumber, maybe you think that people who hear from God are just crazy, right? Because there's a sense of like, yeah, I know all these, this head knowledge about God, but the actual experience, it seems a little crazy to me. The next one is having original insight and inspiration and just living creatively and not being afraid to have creative expression, thinking outside the box. Um, God, he wants us to co-labor with him, right? And to co-create. And so a, a slumbering spirit may feel like they need to get all their ideas from someone else and maybe um, are afraid to go out and be their own person and to really um, just exercise the authority that God gives us to go and create. So the next function of a an alive spirit is an ability to um, relate to time in the past, the present, and the future. Meaning, so awakened spirits, they can sense things like, I remember good times, and even if I'm not experiencing that now, they have a sense of hope that that kind of um, joy will return again. And if, if you're living with a slumbering spirit, it can be really tempting to let the pain of the moment take you to a place of complete despair where you have no sense of hope. The next function of a, an awaken alive spirit is, um, empathetic communication. So, um, being able to, again, it, some may call it like social awareness or, um, being able to read people, but it's just the sense of like, okay, I can be with some people and sense that somebody is hurting or just sense that this person needs help or this person needs a hug and just being able to be aware of how other people are feeling. And so that's a gift from God. And it's a gift that we have to be really alive and to, um, you know, sense the meaning behind what other people are saying to us. Okay. The next function of an alive spirit is um, having great sex with your husband and not just in a way 
that is for pleasure, although that is good, I'm not saying that, but it's in a way where you are connecting spirit to spirit. And I know that in many, many cases, this requires healing and cleansing and um, breaking soul ties and, and just really um, stripping away all the ways that the enemy has perverted glorious sexual union. But a spirit fully alive is able to connect to their spouse in a way where their, their spirits are connecting in the midst of that intimacy. The next function of a spirit fully alive is just having a conscience that's mature, right? It's just recognizing, um, you know, right from wrong and wanting to prevent sin and feeling the pain of people that we've wounded as well. And those who slumber, they might be like, um, you know, shoot, I messed up, but it's more of remorse of like getting caught, but not really wanting to repent and to um, get back to God's perfect ways out of obedience and out of love. And then I saved this one for last, because if you're listening to this podcast, then this is probably one that you can recognize that there is a little bit of a slumbering spirit in, and it's your ability to maintain health. It correlates so strongly to either spirit fully alive or a slumbering spirit. And awaken spirits. There's something about, you know, you've met those people, right? Or maybe you've heard about those people who are just incredibly resilient and the way that they think and the way that they um, express hope is amazing. And maybe they have, uh, maybe you know somebody who's had cancer, who's gone through major surgery and they recover so well. And I bet with this language, you can now attribute some of that to having this um, awakened spirit living fully alive because there's something that happens to us at a cellular level when we have this type of hope and when we are walking in fullness and walking alive. Now, I want to speak specifically to weight because we know that we are in a culture where many, many of us are struggling with metabolic disease, living with too much weight. Um, and that weight, you know, I say weight physically, but there is this weight that comes with that emotionally and spiritually too. And so when we're all clogged up, our system is clogged by eating processed foods and not moving our bodies and our blood's not pumping and, um, you know, we're tired and we don't have confidence. And so our thoughts go in a negative direction it's really hard to maintain health. It's hard to bounce back when you know you are exposed to a virus. It can keep you down for longer. Um, you know, maybe as you're getting older, you are starting to see your labs really tank. You're starting to develop inflammatory diseases like high cholesterol, heart disease, etc. So my point is, I think there's just such a beautiful union in this cycle that happens. Like as we, as we commit to living life alive and like letting the Lord. Um, just, just have this, you know, just this ownership over our life, right? We can walk fully alive and the overflow of that is our health will improve. And I really think it's the opposite as well. When we choose to go on a journey, because this isn't just magically going to happen. Like you can break off strongholds of spiritual slumber and you're not going to suddenly lose 50 pounds and be fit, right? There is a sense of going along this journey and committing and um, choosing obedience and choosing discipline and 
getting up in the morning or preparing meals or getting your family involved and being intentional and having systems, all of that is important and part of our yes. And when we do that, and it's really interesting in the book, God's Power to Change, he kind of talks about this. Like when when we are fully alive in our health journey, it allows our bodies to be able to receive more of the spirit. Now, I'm not saying if you go out and eat um, a pint of ice cream and a bag of chips that uh, I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, you're a sinner. Why would you do that? But I think that if you're being honest with yourself, sin, the word sin means missing the mark. It's an archery term. And so if we are missing the mark with our health, um, there are repercussions of that. And so if I do that, if I choose to eat a bunch of crap food, then I will suffer the consequences and feel sluggish and I'll be cranky and I'll be mad at myself for doing that because I feel so bad and then that carries over to how I treat my family and I'm not fully alive. I go into a a state of spiritual slumber because my health is suffering. I'm not hearing from God because I'm cranky. I um, am stuck, you know, even though I know that um, I can totally get back to being healthy, I'm stuck in this present moment of feeling, you know, miserable. Um, I'm not being empathetic. You know, you get the idea, right? I don't feel good about myself, so I don't want to have glorious sexual union with my husband. I want to, I'm repelling him. So all of these different areas are affected by our decision to not get well. And so I want to encourage you as you're listening to this today, if you have noticed that maybe you are struggling with some of these symptoms of spiritual slumber, consider how giving a yes to getting well will improve all of these areas of your life if you let it. Because again, our body is a vessel to receive and house the Holy Spirit. And it, it is the place where our own spirit lives, right? And we, if we destroy our vessel, then the spirit cannot function in fullness. And so I just want to encourage you as you're gearing up for a new year and deciding on what kind of goals you want. Um, I, I hope this challenges your perspective to say, you know what, I'm going to go on this journey to get well so that I can further connect to my Heavenly Father and to live life fully alive. And again, I, I we read the book um, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry last month in our book club, and I love how he talks in that book about how our churches focus a lot on um, just you know, the principles of Jesus and the salvation and all those are important. But he was making the argument that we don't focus enough on the lifestyle of Jesus and his rhythms of rest and his rhythms of prayer and, um, you know, his rhythms of study and being with people and how that looked and how we can take those and actually live that out. And so I just want to encourage you like, okay, what if I go on this journey? Like, yes, I'm going to lose weight in the process. I'm going to learn to love the food that God created and that will naturally create weight loss. I'm going to, um, you know, get into rhythms of meal planning and meal prepping. But what if you saw a bigger vision and a bigger um, just piece at the end of the puzzle where the greatest benefit is I'm going to live a little bit more how Jesus lived, meaning connected to my heavenly father. And that's what we all want, right? When we have coping mechanisms like food addiction or any kind of addiction, sexual addiction, um, smoking, um, gossiping, and you know, trying to make ourselves feel better, like whatever those are, whatever those addictions are, they are a coping mechanism to help us to 
um, I believe, to it's like a false sense of gratification of connection or a false sense of um, just a high, right? Like you, I've never, I haven't done this, but if you if you go to a rave and you you know experience that high and that joy, that, that false joy of like being with these people who accept you and you're like going crazy in a rave, right? And you feel high. That is a false high, and the only high that can that can really satisfy is fully walking with the Holy Spirit. And we have so many things against us, right? We have so many things that um, are distractions that have literally changed our epigenetics, that have um, you know affected us generationally. So many things that have kept us from walking a life fully alive in the Spirit. But part of my mission is to help you to lose weight for the last time, right? And I'm not just doing that so that you can, you know, get in your clothes again, but we are creating a movement of moms who are saying, this is not, this will not be passed on anymore in my family. Like I am breaking free. I am learning to walk in fullness. I am learning uh, what it means to be fully alive and to have an awakened spirit and to Um, live out what is in my soul. We talk a lot in our Fit Moms programs about our kingdom purpose and our vision for our life. I want to help you to do that because when, if all of you listening, however many that is, if all of you listening really understood the impact of if I live out the call on my life and I live out who I am fully created to be, that ripple effect in your family, in your kids, and to the third and the fourth generations, right? By breaking that those strongholds um, of curses and walking out blessing, like that is an incredible ripple effect if it only affected your family. And I'm sure that you influence more people than just your family, um, in your community, your friend groups. You get the idea. So all that to say is I hope that you you feel a sense of, wow, like my ability to get well is so much more about the number on the scale. Maybe you're left thinking, okay, well, what do I do do about it? Uh, I wanted to first just read you a few scriptures to tie in what the Bible says about spiritual slumber. So the first is Romans 13, 11 through 14, and it says, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believe. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And so it's so interesting in this that he starts out by saying, wake up, right? Like the the hour has come, um, wake up from your slumber, our salvation is near. And part of that process is breaking off the gratification of desires of the flesh. In Ephesians 5, 13 through 14, it says, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And then the last one that I'll share today is 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 through 8. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So let so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. So anyway, the, 
Um, I don't know if I'm missing a few verses here. Let's see. Um, for those, uh, da, da, da. but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So hopefully, again, you see that it's it's all over the Bible, like living life. Isaiah, we did a whole um, training last fall on a rise in Isaiah 60 and like arising into all that we're created to be and being a light. There's so many references to this in the Bible. So you recognize you're living in spiritual slumber or you recognize part of you is under slumber or, you, or maybe, I mean, we all are to some degree, I think. Um, but maybe you're thinking, okay, what do I do with it? <laughs> well, the first step is a recognition. A, a majority of our healing is a recognition of, oh, this is a problem in seeing it because you have to see it. Just like with the women I work with, you know, I, many people choose diet plans for years and years and years and think that's the solution. But, um, the women who come into fit moms accelerator, they get to the point where they, they see it. They understand that there are greater roots to the weight struggle, that there is so much more to this than getting on another fad diet. There's so much mindset, heart work, practical implementation. And so in order to be a change maker and really break off this generational bondage, they say, okay, I'm recognizing all these different areas. And ladies, it's not, it's sometimes a messy process because um, our lives, if we're just being honest, have often been messy, okay? <laughs> that's that's just the nature of sin and the nature of being with human beings who are not perfect. But after there's this recognition, um, I mean, hopefully you can be involved with somebody who can walk through this in prayer. And so, there are ways to confess and repent of being in spiritual slumber and saying like, I don't, this is not who I want to be, Lord. Like I, I confess that I have let my thoughts go to this place, or I confess that I have been making decisions that have kept me in bondage, or I confess that I haven't confessed on my sins, you know, like maybe there's things with your spouse or there's a, a lot of different things that we need to confess. And then um, releasing forgiveness. Maybe it's for yourself. Maybe it's for the people who caused you to have those inner vows, who um, harmed you in some way, who um, didn't care for you, who didn't meet your needs, whatever that is. And so again, this is a very short synopsis, but ideally having um, a prayer counselor to walk you through. You can go back to my previous episode with Marian Anderson from Freedom House Ministry, and she does counseling for a prayer ministry. I can't recommend her enough. So uh, if you if you're looking for someone specifically for prayer counseling and walking through this process, she'd be a great resource. And then after we release, you know, we go, we confess, we repent, we are releasing forgiveness, but then we have to say, this is dead. Like I'm reckoning reckoning this part of me is dead. Like I am no longer going to live in spiritual slumber. And so, it's um, you know no longer. Um, uh, agreeing to let food be my coping strategy and leading me down this path of poor health or no longer agreeing to have these unsaid things in my marriage or whatever that is. It's it's reckoning it is dead, the habits that we have had and starting on a process of new habits and restoration. And then as we remove things that are no longer a part of us, we have to have strategies to resurrect them and to live life spiritually awake. And so this is where it's so helpful to look at Jesus' lifestyle and what he actually did. So some, um, you know, like he was around 
I mean, there's a lot of different things we could talk about here today, but a few that come to mind. I mean, he had his core people. He had those few people that um, he could talk to and really knew his heart in depth. Also, obviously, scripture, (laughs) getting in a Bible study, um, you know, being in the word daily. This is something that's going to help you to be more spiritually alive worshiping, whatever that looks like. Maybe it is in corporate worship. Maybe it's outside. Maybe it's watching your kids laugh, whatever that is. And just thanking God in those moments, playing. And really, um, I think one of the suggestions through Freedom House Ministry was like reading, um, you know, fantasy and romances or watching movies that really move the heart. Like do some things that bring out the humanity in you. We don't have to be all religious all the time, right? Hopefully we're not religious. We are we are people who are trying to live fully alive like Jesus. And so it's okay to read a fiction novel. It's okay to watch a movie. It's okay to um, do things that bring you joy and bring life back into you. Maybe it's joining a class. Maybe it's learning an instrument. Maybe it's something you've always wanted to do, but you haven't. That thing could be the catalyst to helping bringing your spirit back to life because you suddenly feel human again. You suddenly are able to feel feelings. You're suddenly able to um, experience, you know, God through a song or through, um, you know, running or whatever that is. Take communion daily. There's a lot of power in that. And just really ask the Lord daily, like awaken my spirit, choose life daily I, again, I love the quote. I actually have it on my office um, desk right now. The glory of God is man fully alive. And I am praying into that every day. Like, how can I be fully alive with my kids? How can I not be distracted? How can I be fully alive with, alive with my husband and draw that life out of him? How can I be fully alive by what I put into my mouth? The list goes on and on. So I would love to hear any thoughts that you have on this. Pop into the Kingdom Fit Moms Facebook group. It's free and we'd love to have you. Tell us what you are struggling with when it comes to spiritual slumber. And if this is something that you can resonate with, go ahead and drop it in the um, in the comments, in the chat, in the community. Tell us a little bit about you and where you're at and we can definitely hop on board to support you. Hey, Fit Mom. If this episode blessed you today and you can think of somebody else who's struggling in her weight loss journey, would you consider sharing this week's episode with her to give her a sense of hope? And then while you're at it, hop on over to our free Facebook community, Kingdom Fit Moms, for daily encouragement and support. Let's go shed the weight to shine the light.